The Calcio Podcast, episode 94. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. And how you doing? How you guys doing? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been it's been a while since we last recorded a pod. And fuck me, a lot has happened since our last episode in early mid-August. This podcast will be dropping on September 3rd. Uh, and yesterday, uh, Nima Tavali Rodsari of SempreInter.com uh, joined us on the Calcio Podcast as a guest for, for the second time. He's now a recurring guest. And he was actually co-host with me because Nick Gianaletti is out this week studying for an exam. So Nima filled in and we replaced the Milan bias with a little uh, with a little Inter bias from none other than the granddaddy of English news uh, for Inter on the internet. So Nima and I had a great chat about shit that's been going on recently. Namely the fact that Sandro Tonali has snubbed his club and is apparently going to their biggest rival, AC Milan. We'll talk about that, which looks to be almost a done deal. And what it means for Milan, man, because they have had a really impressive uh, transfer window overall. And they've had a really impressive, I guess, in a lot of ways, past 12 months uh, under Paolo Maldini. So we'll talk about the vision for the club and where they might go in the not-too-distant future. And if they are finally on the right track. We'll talk about what Antonio Conte is doing at Inter. He is he's apparently staying on now, um, but the vision may have changed completely. Total 180 from last year, we'll talk about the talent that may have slipped out from under their fingers over the past couple of years. So definitely a very Inter-heavy episode, but we'll talk a little about Juve and about Luis Suarez and about what that might mean if they do go out and sign him or Edin Dzeko or any other more experienced striker. We'll talk about what the vision for Juventus might be this year. I'm actually not a big Suarez fan. Nima thinks I'm fucking crazy out of my mind, so we'll, uh, we'll chat about that a little bit. We'll also talk about Koulibaly potentially leaving uh, Napoli, as Aurelio De Laurentiis has basically come out and said that for the right price, he will sell him. We'll talk about who might replace him in the event that he does leave. Plus, we chat transfer rumors, transfer strategies for some of the biggest clubs in Serie A, and whether Leo Messi might be able to sneak into a Serie A side. Unlikely, but not impossible. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Roma as well, an American owner coming in now, Dan Friedkin taking over. We'll talk about what that might mean for them going forward and how American owners have typically really struggled in Italy in general. We'll talk about why that is, and rather poignantly, our five aside of the week is the five aside of biggest only in Italy moments. We had a lot of fun doing this one, man. You're not going to want to miss this one. Uh, Nima came at us with a wild story about Maurizio Zamparini, a little, little teaser, a little wild story about, 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 about him that nobody has likely ever heard about. A few people, anyway, will have likely ever heard about. So sit back, relax. And enjoy. It's a long one this week. We think we might have. I think we might have actually just set our new pod record. So uh, long overdue as it had been a couple of weeks, and it'll probably be another couple of weeks before we give our next one our season preview. So drink it in, and as always, enjoy. Pino, take it away. Die. Let's go. Però, catenazzo che donna sei. Delle donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito, troppo spesso si finisce che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposti a far l'amore da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine, di una presa tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera, è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, Nima. Jesus, that sounds weird. So not used to the sound of that. Hey, Sam. Let it roll, let it roll. Pino, Pino. Nima, man, you're, 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 mm. okay, welcome, welcome back. You're not new to this. You're not new to the pod. You're, you're a recurrent guest now, but, but you're, you're new to this whole, uh, host from the, uh, from the get-go thing. You gotta let Pino roll. And. 
Nima Tabali Rudsari, how are you, sir? I'm very good, man. It's good to be with you. Thank you for joining us, Matt. So, uh, listeners, welcome to episode 94 of the Cultural Podcast. Uh, I'm not joined by Nick Gentiletti. I'm joined by someone um, equally angry uh, <laughs> in, 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 in nature, but much more knowledgeable. Uh, and, 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 but, you know, much more self-deprecating than he, than, he, than he is Sam-deprecating. So I'm looking forward to this. Nima, uh, welcome back to the show, man. Um, Nick, is, Nick is balls deep right now. In, mm. uh, in CPA, in CPA exam study. Boca Lupo, Nick. Yeah. Ace that and, shit. Ace yeah. it. Well, well, We're he better. For you. We're rooting for you, bro. Well, he better because we haven't done a pod in three weeks and he's blowing this off to go study. So he better fucking, he better fucking pull through because if I have to deal yeah. with, a whole, with a whole other summer of him studying for his CPA next year, being stressed out, saying he doesn't know when he's going to pod, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. But uh, I'm very excited to have you on with us, Nima. Nima, of course, is the founder and creator of sempreinter.com, the go-to source for all the Inter news in English on the internet. Uh, he is an actual well-respected Big J journal, unlike us. <laughs> and he is one of the big brains, along with John Solano, behind the Italian football podcast, uh, the, the, the new and reborn Italian football podcast. So yes. Thanks. Yes. So very excited to have you on. Uh, you had some news you wanted to share about that. Well, yeah. We I mean, we, yeah. We we used to we used to be called the Serie A show, uh, but we uh, we decided, you know, we, we wanted to change the format and the name. So, or we wanted to we wanted to 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 like go go full on with with that and 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 expand on that. And so we decided to completely revamp it, and it's now called the Italian Football Podcast. It is going to be hosted by myself. It's going to be hosted by John Solano, and I'm going to be the, the panelist on there together with uh the uh, carlo garganese from uh, former goal the former head of international content over at goal uh, very respected uh, well-known well-renowned uh, italian football expert and broadcaster um who uh, who is a very good friend of mine and uh, who is a juventino so you can you you know me and him you're My basically guy. you're all you're basically all gonna get to hear the WhatsApp, WhatsApp conversation that he and I have, where we go at it, is is going to be like that. But we're also doing it. We're we're going all the way on this. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna do two two episodes a week. Oh wow! Uh, the first, okay. Yeah, yeah the first. Around. No, no, we're not fucking around. Uh, the first episode is uh, is is a review review um, preview show of, of of the action, and the second episode is going to be an interview uh, with former players, presidents, journalists, you name it. So that's, it's been a lot of work to do this and it feels so good to finally be able to reveal it, but well, that, it's been a, it's, it's an exciting project and we're really excited. Yeah. You know, you know, Nick and I, not to talk too much about the back end of culture of, of cultural podcasts here in general, or podcasting in general, but I, I mean, Nick and I have found it a little bit difficult to, to kind of take that next step and get people that are actually in the game on, um, that, that, that are, that are involved in culture in Italy. Um, we've been very well received with journalists, but people that are actually in the game players, uh, directors, very difficult. We've tried to get a hold of a lot of them, but obviously we're fucking idiots and you guys are kind of no, like, and you guys are no, but you know, you know, and, but you, but you got, you guys are obviously a cut above in, in, in that it's what you do. And you guys spend a lot more time focusing on it and, 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 and really made a career out of it. So all the best to you, man. Uh, Thanks. really, 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 appreciate look, it. really looking forward to that. There are a lot of, feels like anyone, with a voice and an interest in Italian football now is, is creating a podcast. But I think if anyone's going to succeed, I think you guys seem to have a little bit more of a, an actually well 
structured idea as to what it is you want. So all the best yeah. to you. Thank and you. Thank you. Appreciate that. So stay tuned for that quick plug for, uh, for the Italian football podcast with Nina, with Nima, John Solano and Carlo Garganese. Um, before we get into the action, quick shout out from Fabs in Australia who says, love the show. Thanks Fabs. Love you too. Uh, also got a very nice message from Christian in, uh, I believe Toronto says I've actually working po- he tells me I'm actually working part-time construction this summer and those long hours of having headphones in constantly listening to your podcast really helps feel this really helps fill the silence. Keep it up. Christian. Thank you. We love you, man. Uh, so Nima, uh, I, I'm going to set the stage here. Okay. Verbal meme, <laughs> verbal meme. Um, Drake with Antonio Conte on his face, <laughs> pushing away, pushing away Sandro Tonali and, uh, and, uh, and Nicolo Zagnolo, uh, then Drake wagging his finger, nodding in approval at Arturo Vidal and Alexander Kolarov. Now, that's a little unfair of me because Antonio Conte wasn't at Inter. He wasn't at the helm at Inter when you guys sold Zagnolo two years ago. Mm. The, narrative, the narrative is still relevant as ever. What do you have to say about recent news over the past week or so um, about the transfer window and uh, your purported targets. We have a lot to get to about Inter, and we're going to start there. But let's—I think transfers are best, you know, as good a place as ever to, to get. Well, to. I mean, I mean, if we if we 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 got to kind of start where we got to start a few, few a couple about a week or two back when uh, they had this famous meeting at Massimo Moratti's villa, a beautiful villa, in outside of Milan, uh, where Stephen that was held where Stephen Zhang, the Inter president. Uh, Antonio Conte, uh, Beppe Marotta, Piero Auxilio, and Alessandro Antonello all took part. And this meeting took took three and a half hours, apparently. Now, I we I was hope you know after the meeting they they released a statement that was pretty encouraging, saying you know they're going to all continue together. Um, no one's leaving. Uh, Marotta's not leaving. Auxilio's not leaving. Conte's staying. You know he's he, everyone's happy and everything's great. But not much other than that came out from that. Um, and the, the first things that were said were that, well, you know, they're, they're, you know Antonio Conte has managed to, uh, you know, the, the, has managed to lower expectations, which I didn't believe for one second, because that that's just not how he operates. Uh, it just goes against everything he stands for. Uh, so, so what I was hoping was that it was going to be a mediation where Stephen Zhang came in and showed off dip, his, dipl- his diplomatic skills. But it didn't turn out that way. It turned out that it was a complete capitulation to the whims uh, of a of a man-child, uh, brilliant coach, but a fucking man-child nonetheless, who I, threw a hissy fit. I have a quote uh, here. I have a quote here from uh, the great rapper Lil Baby. Uh, wah, wah, wah. That was on, yeah, I mean, that was that was I on mean, a, that was on a Drake song a couple of years ago. I think it was uh, yes, yeah, yes, indeed. Wah, 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 bitch, I'm the baby. Uh, <laughs> that should be that should be Antonio Conte's. That's no, it's his uh, mantra this year, man. I mean, I mean, you're referring. There's, there's, there's so much. Pro- there's so much. Pro- there's so much that's problematic with this because for the past three, four years, ever since Sterling took over, everything has been long-term, homegrown Italian, young. That's that's all we've heard. We're building for the future. We're building young. We're building homegrown. We're building quality. And to be fair, to be fair, I mean, if you look at the, uh, I mean, granted. The, 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 Azzurri, the Azzurri squad that Roberto Mancini called up last week has like virtually every Italian player under the sun in it. It's got 37 <laughs> players uh, at, at, at camp right now at Coverciano, but there are a handful of Inter players in there. Something that a couple of years ago was, cert- was, was certainly not the case. You've got Barella, you've got Sensi, you have D'Ambrosio, you have Bastoni, uh, Gagliardini. 
who I know you have mixed feelings about, like most <laughs> fans do. But he's there. But you know, but he's he's there nonetheless. Um, Sandro Tonali is also there. Um, you know, had had thing, had the dominoes fallen a little bit differently, that could have been another another one of your players in the squad. Um, but there, there's at least been an interest. There's been a keen interest in in in, in bringing in local talent. Something which. But that's the thing. Listen, this is the, you, if you're doing something, you have to go all the way. And this is what pisses me off because it's so clear what happened here, okay? It's so clear because Antonio Conte has been banging on the collar of Vidal drum since the very first day he walked in through that door together with Lukaku. Those were the players he wanted, and they didn't, they, they didn't do that. Marotta was basically there to put the checks and balances of, of this lunatic, and, and, and that's, that worked for a year. But he threatened to resign and, and created all sorts of shit throughout the season. You know, and, and this is what is so frustrating with all of this is they have, you know, you, you, you talk about a strategy, you talk about working for that, you do it three, four years. And when, when it's actually working, before taking the final step, you just do a 180 and throw all of that out the window. And for what? To appease Antonio Conte's ego. Because there's so much more at stake here. Because th this is going to have ramifications. With Kolarov and Vidal coming in, with Nainggolan being reintegrated, and if, if Perisic is also reintegrated... I can't believe that's happening. I can't, be yeah, I can't believe that Nainggolan I, 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 yeah. is still on your books. Yeah, but, but I mean, if, if all of those things happening happen, and, and I, I think the Perisic thing is, is not going to happen, I think... Doesn't Nainggolan look likely. Is. If I'll be no, sorry, but, 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 coming out the other day and saying that... Yeah, but, but if, per if Perisic... Yeah. If, yeah, but if Perisic is gonna, is, is, I don't think he's gonna stay. But we'll see what happens there. But 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 the thing is, the, the, this is a shift in strategy. It's a very clear shift in strategy. And when you shift that strategy from young, for the future and untested to old and unproven, you're putting pressure on. You're putting pressure on saying, you have to win now. There's no. There's no. And the thing is, Inter, and, and Inter. Are you know Inter is a pressure cooker, okay, already. And winning at Inter whilst you're the favorite is a kind of pressure that you cannot imagine the amount of pressure that is. It's not Juventus, it's Inter, it's different. All right. No matter what anyone says, it's a completely different ball game. Some of it their own fault, but a lot of it isn't. But anyway, regardless, it makes it worse. It makes it so much worse. And you have to have a thick skin like Man Mancini and Mourinho did to be able to handle that. Antonio Conte is the most thin-skinned human being after Donald Trump in the world, okay? Do, but do, do you, He's not going to handle that. Yeah, but do you think that the reason that it's such a pressure cooker is because there hasn't been a trophy won at the club for so long? You think that no, it's just, no, no, no. Do you it's think that now they're ramping up pressure to win now? No, and and th no. but 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 okay, fair. But think no, about it. No, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because historically at Inter, when Mancini was there and he won three years in a row the crisis was five minutes away, even though they won three years in a row. Mourinho was there, won the fourth title in a row. Still, there was, there was, the crisis was, was, was there. Like, that's what I mean. Being a, Inter is always five minutes away from crisis because of the way, that's just how life is. As I said, both Inter's fault and also how, you know, how the Italian media works and who owns it. But, but it doesn't matter. That's just reality. I'm not complaining about that. That's just reality. And Antonio Conte has decided to put all this extra pressure on, on Inter and himself. And now he has to deliver. There are no excuses. He has to win the Scudetto. Anything else other than that is a complete and utter failure. That means the very first game against Benevento becomes live or die. And Inter don't handle, don't react well under those circumstances. And you know what drives me nuts too is, 
I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a neutral in all this. I'm actually not a neutral. I'm rooting against you guys. I like you, but, you know, I don't like your club. So, I'd li- so you know, it's amusing to me because when I, was, when I was hearing rumors a few weeks ago that Juve were linked to Arturo Vidal because Andrea Pirlo liked him, uh, I thought, you know what, that ain't it. And we're not out of the water, okay? We're being linked to a lot of older players who I think are past it, who I wouldn't personally go for. And I've talked at length about it on the Turin Giants podcast. Look, man, I, I mean, Juve are being linked with Jekyll and Luis Suarez right now. Look, I have a whole moral qualm with Luis Suarez. Personally, like, he could be, he could be, he could, he could be the reincarnation. with be- Dybala, Suarez, and Cristiano Ronaldo playing together. No, I have a, I have moral qualm, <laughs> I have a moral qualm about having Luis Suarez in my team. I'd rather, I'd almost rather have Paulo Di Canio in my team, who's a scumbag, fascist, <laughs> yeah, no, killer saluting bastard to the curva. Yeah. But at least it's in his personal life and it doesn't come onto the pitch. I know that's weird, fucked up. You know, I don't know that I'd want only Paulo most, Di Canio only, in my only, life. Only a, Di Canio, only Di Canio brings that into into the pitch as well. I mean, come on. Fair, but, the, the, but Luis, but the Luis Suarez, Luis Suarez is probably the most, the most non, you know, not, he's not a symp- sympathetic guy. All right, I can understand that the biting, the all that shit, the diving and all that shit. But you, the quality is there. Uh, he's a winner, and he, even though he's a, he's he might be a little bit on the decline, together with Dybala and Cristiano Ronaldo, they will rip this league three new assholes a week. I will but, guarantee you that. And yet, and yet, and yet, he could be the reincarnation of Johan Cruyff, Pele, Maradona, <laughs> and I, I don't know that I'd ever be able to forget. I understand. I don't, he's just one of those guys, man. I was, I, I, was, I, was 17, I was 17 years old in 2014, the World Cup, when we mm-hmm. went out, and, and for me, he was the guy. He was the reason why his stupid buck teeth drove me nuts. <laughs> and it's just one, it's one of those things, man. I hate he Sergio Ramos. I, I hate Sergio Ramos. I hate Sergio Ramos too. But if we, yeah. if, if I, if I learned that my club was going to take him on, I'd say, you know what? He's a bastard. I think Luis Suarez is is worse than a bastard. There's a little bit. It's a little bit different. He's not. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I viewed. I, no, view, I view. He's not as, a lovely. He's not. A, I mean, I understand why people hate him. I mean, he is. He is a bit of a cunt. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I actually didn't want. I actually. I, that's actually. Uh, that's that's actually the terminology. This is the exact terminology I was going <laughs> to use, but I thought that sounds no, a little stupid to say. Ramos but is a know, master, he is. but Suarez is a cunt. Because at that point, you're just, you're just arguing semantics. But like, yeah, in my I mean, mind, there is a distinction. There is a distinction. And, and, and Suarez is a cunt. But, but the thing is with Suarez is that he's, he is... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you, but Juventus are generally perceived as a FC cunt. All right? So it's a perfect match from where I'm sitting. So, <laughs> you yeah. know... And I, but, 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 from, but, but, with, but there's a difference. From within, a, from within, he almost doesn't fit the mark. I almost feel like he doesn't fit the marketing of a clean-cut Juve that now has Cristiano Ronaldo in their team. Listen, I, 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 I know we've, I, there, there are some older Juventini, maybe closer to your age, that are probably like losing their minds right now remembering Montero and... and, and I was going to say, but Conte I, himself, the, if we're talking about punchable faces... Antonio Conte and Paolo Montero <laughs> when playing for Juve. I mean, dude, seriously, like, don't, don't. <laughs> there, there are a few people who I have wished would get a fucking two-by-four smacked in the back of their heads when they were on the pitch than Antonio Conte when he was captaining that Juve side. So, I mean, you know, he was a cunt as a player, and, and he, but he was a successful cunt, and, and that's the kind of guy you want on your team. Paolo Di Canio is just insane, you know. The, 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 he's a fascist. He's, 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 he's unhinged. Conte is a winner. Luis Suarez is a winner. You know, they, they, Cristiano Ronaldo is a winner. 
and yet, Montero was a winner. You and know what yet, I mean? And, and, and yet, apparently, he's choice number two after Edin Dzeko. Is what we keep hearing is that Dzeko, mm-hmm. who's a year older than Higuain, who we would be getting rid of because he's too old and past it, would be, <laughs> would be swapped for a guy a year older who we'd have to pay a non-insignificant Look. fee for because he's big, tall, and that's apparently what we want to do now. So, so like... Well, I understand like, your anger. I really do because I feel because, the same Because way. it comes from the same place. And that, that's why I made the, that's why I made yeah. the connection. Is because... Yeah. I want to switch back to I want to switch back to, uh, to to Inter, but I think last point about Juve real quick is that if you start bringing in older players now, when you already have Cristiano Ronaldo in your team, I think then you're putting too much pressure on them to win the Champions League. And well, that's what they want. That's exactly it, what it, they it want. is. It's what After I want. Nine years it, of, of the Scudetto. Like... I've never I've never seen one, man. I was born in I was born in '97. I was born in '97, mm, yeah. and since I was born. I think we lost to Borussia Dortmund that year, and that's it. There have been I like there have been that. like there have been like four there have been like four or five losses in Champions League finals since I've been born. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's all I want to see. Okay, trust yeah. me. But but I'd rather invest young and always be there. You know, maybe threaten to make the semifinals every year. But one you year are, you crack it, you crack the final, and mm-hmm. I, anyway. But look I, at I, the look at the difference between Inter and Juve. And this is where this is such a really fundamentally important difference for here that I think that as a Juve fan, you guys can take a chill pill here because you already have rejuvenated your defense with Demiral and Delict, fantastic young players. You have Bonucci and Chiellini to to add to that. Um, you have a midfield which I am violently jealous of in Bentancur, Artur Melo, and Dejan Kulusevski, who will, I don't think you understand what you've bought there. Okay. And I, I, and have, then, I, I have eyes. <laughs> trust me. I, I, I mean, I, he's, a, he's, a, he's a freak. And the fact that no one's talking about freak. the, the hey. fact that people are talking about moving Bernardeschi and Costa, oh, granted, neither of them had an excellent season, and Bernardeschi never quite panned out into the player that he. That he was supposed to be. The fact that you have two experienced veterans, I guess. Um, they're not that old. I mean, let's be honest. They're really and, not and that who are, old. And who are both on the right side of 30 still. Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact they're both being rumored to be like gone, finished, I think is indicative of, of, of what's expected of Kluzhev. And then you have dead Ra- on. And yeah, then you have Rabio. You have Rabio, who's been, who I think has been looking better and better all the time at Juve. Mm-hmm. You have Aaron Ramsey, also works, the dynamic player. And there so may be even one if, or two more additions now. So I, I, I do hear I mean, you. It's just I, you, like, you can't compare what Inter are doing. I mean, and also at the end of the day, look, what, what Andrea Agnelli decided to do is very, you know, they decided to, okay, Sarri didn't work out at all. You know, they because Juve didn't win the, the Serie A. They, they stumbled over the finish line, mm-hmm. over their own feet, backwards, ass backwards. Yeah. And that's not that's not how we wanted to win. No. And that's not how you can win. Juve have been, I mean, you know, for good or for worse and controversy aside, Juve don't fuck around with match points, not no. domestically. And, and they and, did. And they did. And that's what cost Sarri is. Yeah, job. I mean, you, you guys, you guys lost by one point. I think it's a bit of a fake Which result. Is no, because because fake. we because we fucked around the last two games yeah, after we really won it. Did. But nonetheless, really it was but we I think we even 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 before we clinched the title, we we were fucking around anyway. And I that's think what we're I mean. really and putting ourselves in a bad situation. I think that's it, what I mean. The that's what I mean. Pe- yeah, and the appointment, the appointment of Pirlo, who has no experience, I think isn't the worst thing in the world because he's a bit of a Zidane-like figure who's going to have some level of authority and respect over the players. We'll see how he does tactically. But he's a company man who at least understands yeah. the club and played exactly. for them under exactly. their current success. I think that's exactly. what Sarri And not only bring. that, not only that, not only that, Andrea Pirlo is, 
is uh, embodies the together with Paolo Dybala embodies the brand Juventus want to have moving into the third third decade of the century mm -hmm. uh, and 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 that's and and that so it's it's from that point of view and everything you do is so corporate and so smart you know in that sense everything they do is is thought, well thought out well planned i i i i understand the surprise with behind the pirlo appointment but i'm not as shocked about it because it's fucking Andrea Pirlo. Okay, Andrea Pirlo was, was going to happen at some point for a big club. The first club that was going to give him an opportunity. Was destined to be a coach. There's no doubt. The guy was, was, was you know, was like Cambiasso in the sense that when playing with him was like playing with a coach on the pitch. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Then also, you know, people say that, well, you know, he's not a very loud person and everyone who's interviewed and Madden says he's very quiet, but he doesn't need to be. He just needs to look at you and it's Pirlo, you know. So, so I'm not worried about that. And also he's got, you know, he's got a good staff and stuff around him. And it's also Juventus who are a very organized and club. So I'm not worried about that. I, I still think that if, 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 you, if, if, you, if you will land Luis Suarez, they are favorites to win the Scudetto by a mile. They still are, even with Edin Dzeko, although I don't understand that. I don't understand the Milik. I didn't understand the Dzeko. But, but I, you know, I, I don't get it. But I guess, you know, what are you going to do? And you know what's funny? I think Pirlo coming in is going to have a little bit of good faith. He's going to have a fair amount of good faith from the fans because he did very well for us for um, about a five-year period and won the Scudetto every year that he was with us. Um, something two Champions which, League finals he took you to. And he was at one or two. One, 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 one Champions League final. But it was, yeah, I mean, he, 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 had, he, had a whole, he had a whole renaissance under us, right? And that's something that I think a lot of Inter fans won't have for Conte because... He's Antonio Conte. He was a cunt. They remember playing against him 20 years ago, and he cries all the time. And now I want to kind of get back to, to yeah. here because I have a question from Mario on Twitter who says, why does Antonio Conte have the, weird, the weirdest transfer fetishes for players past their prime? You were lightly getting into it in the whole yeah. deal down the fact that now apparently the plan has shifted one year in. Last year you were crying Barella and Sensi, 22, 24 years old, uh, young Italian talent, and now you're going after... Arturo Vidal, foreign, uh, a, 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 for, a for, you know, player. I mean, that's, that's actually kind of a moot point because he's played in Serie A before. But, you know, you're, you're, you're looking abroad for players that have passed through Serie A at one point in time and who uh, are trusted knights of Antonio Conte because of the very specific things that he wants to achieve right now. But ah. this is look. This is this is what I think. This is it's, it's this, the strategy is wrong. All right. I think this is this is this is a very arrogant and, and silly strategy. I understand why Antonio Conte wants that because Antonio Conte can't. No one can stand Antonio Conte more than max three seasons or two seasons, and so he wants to win immediately, and that's why he wants his. You know, he wants his. Uh, he's, he wants his Kolarov and, and Arturo Vidal because he knows he'll give him what he wants and, and that, that, that'll help him win. But from a club perspective, this is stupid. You know, this is, this is really ignorant by Inter because you, you just threw your strategy out the window to appease this man. And, and, it does make, and the only thing that'll happen is, best case scenario, Inter win the Serie A. Yeah, Antonio Conte's not going to stay for the third year of his contract. Come on, everybody knows that. This guy, he, he, as soon as PSG or Real Madrid come calling, he'll drop you like a, like a bad habit. You know, and, and he, because this is what he does. Did he, look at how he left Juve. Look at how he left the Italian national team. Look at the shit show he left at Chelsea. They are so pissed at him that they will, you know, they will, they will rather, look, look at Inter trying to buy N'Golo Cantena. 
they will rather die. They would rather, I mean, why would they want to give anything? The way, the, the lawsuit and all the shit that happened. I mean, the guy is toxic. The lawsuit. He never I forgot leaves. about the lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, th this is, this is, this is, um, you know, everybody's seeing this, but Antonio, that, that's how he works. I mean, the guy, again, the guy is a fantastic coach. Any player who's ever had him, even players who don't like him will tell you he's the best coach he's ever had. But, you know, you don't give the cars, you don't give the keys to the car entirely to this guy. You don't give him the bank account and tell him to do whatever you want because that's a sure disaster. Okay, you'll win one Scudetto, but then you won't win again for five years because it'll take time to rebuild. And, and, and again, and it's, it's stupid. It's, it's stupid. But he's weirdly loyal. Stupid. And, but he's weirdly loyal to the same guys. Uh, you know, Sari was the same way to a certain extent, always being linked to Jorginho. When he went to, when he went to Chelsea, he brought Jorginho with him. When he came to Juve, he was, he was, pissed about the fact that he didn't have someone like Jorginho that could control the tempo of the game to play Sarrismo. And I've never, I never understood that. Likewise with Conte, I don't understand it. I don't understand why he always needs... Because they're ideologues. Both of, them are, both of these coaches are ideologues. And you, like said it, you, you said it the last yeah. time you came on the pod. Yeah. I've been repeating they're it. All, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, they're ideologues. Klopp is an ideologue. He needs to have those type, you know, he needs to have Firmino up front and Salah to the left, you know, or, and, and Mane, you know, same thing with, with, um, with, with Guardiola. You, he needs to have those kinds of players. Technically he needs gifted technically players. Gifted players. That's why he plays with all these midfielders in defense. He's, he's not, in, he's not stupid. He knows what he's doing. He's looking for a particular way of playing. They're ideologues. All right. The, the Mourinho's and Allegri's who I prefer the pragmats, they, they, they don't work like that. They look at what they got and they do the best out of it. They make the best out of it. I agree. These guys I agree. don't. These guys don't. And it's not an obsession or loyalty to certain players. It's, it's, it's what they give you and what they guarantee you. And these guys are ideologues. Now, with Pirlo, we don't know what he is because, well, to be honest, no one's seen him coach. But, we, but, but based on what I think, I think you're going to see someone who wants to play 4-3-3, a position kind of football. But I don't see him being an ideologue the same way that Sarri was, I think he'll be much more of a pragmat. Uh, I think he knows. I suspect he, as much I, based you know, on who has coached played, him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he played at Inter, Ancelotti, Juve, Lippi, yeah, you know, he's a winner. Allegri, he wants to win. Allegri, yeah. Yeah, he wants to win. He wants to win. And, and that's what it counts for. Him. I don't think he'd be at Juve for any other reason than that. But, uh, but you know, like the, the, I, I, I guess the thing is, it's always possible to go out and recruit players that could play according to your ideology. And I think Pep does a better job of that, maybe because technically gifted players are more abundant, but it's not, it wouldn't be impossible for Antonio Conte to say, listen, this is how I want to play long-term, but instead of getting Arturo Vidal, who's 33, 33, mm -hmm. I think he is. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go out and get someone who plays similar, similar to him. So a player akin to Vidal, who's 24. You know, that's where you get people that can kind of become a Vidal. You but Italy, you know, as my good friend Gabriel Marcotti always says, Italy is a magical country where everyone is a talent until the age of 30, and then they're a veteran. And, and that's, that's, that's this, this notion that you, giocatori esperti, that he goes on about, that you, you people don't know what, that, that they, they, he wants expert players. And I see you're laughing, but I am. Be, 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 because that was well done. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. 
bisogno di bisogno di Oh my god. How have you never done that before? How have you never done that before? That's even better than my That's even better than my imitations. I pride myself on being a good imitator. No, I I hear you, man. But again, he brought Arturo Vidal to Italy. He saw something in him from Bayer Leverkusen, right? So That was Marotta. You see, that's the thing. Marotta brought Arturo Vidal. Marotta brought Pirlo. What's changed? Marotta's still there. Yeah, but this is a difference. They're still working together. Yeah, but why doesn't he get? Yeah, go the on. different the difference is that Antonio Conte threw a fucking hissy fit when Marotta refused to pay 50 million euros for Juan fucking Iturbe and resigned and talked and made that stupid comment about a hundred euro restaurant and 10 euros in your pocket. All right, right. Marotta, but but at Juve, Marotta, no one the, the club is bigger than everything with the way it should be, and it's not at Inter because what happened is, um, Stephen Zhang basically walked in there and said, "We'll give you whatever you want." Pretty much. Now, th- that's also something else that has been pretty, you know, th- this notion because that has really been pissing me off. The, the way that they've, the, the Auxilio went Baghdad Bob yesterday pissed me off to no end because there's one thing that you have a strategy and you want to change it. It's okay to say, we changed our strategy. We've decided we wanted to do this. It's because of financial reason. It's also because we have a trophy drought for 10 years, all that stuff. Just be honest. But the bullshit on the song and dance and bullshit parade that was on display yesterday where, you know, he, he's sent out to say, and of course they sent their own Baghdad Bob out there because when whatever, whatever Piero Alcilio says, you, you know you have to have like a giant filter in front of it because about 99% of it is bullshit because that's what he's been told to say. We're talking about a guy who four days before Walter Mazzari was sacked went out and said, we need 11 Walter Mazzaris on the pitch. The, the guy doesn't hold back. I mean, he, he, you know, he, he's totally the party line and that's fine. That's fine. But at, at this moment in time, it, it's, it's absolute nonsense to me that you go out and say, what are you talking about Tonali? We, we didn't have Tonali. How can we have Tonali? We never negotiated for him. We never wanted it. You, I mean, it's like, do you think we're stupid? Do you, do you think we don't remember you sitting give. in Sky, Sky Sport Italia twerking for Itali, Tonali and Tonali's agent twerking back? I remember it. We all saw it. It was on TV. And second of all... That's a colorful visual they, you just painted there. I no, appreciate but they, that. <laughs> you're but, welcome. But seriously, the, what they said was, also, remember, what they also the thing that pissed me off the most is we don't have any money. We're broke. We're so broke. Oh, my God. We're so broke. And it, it turned into like a parody of itself. Chiesa, are you kidding me? Huh? With what money? Messi, impossible. I was going to say, I, I, I want to applaud Auxilio for a second for, 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 being so, for being so upfront and honest. And, That's and, not honesty. And, and, and That's recusing. not honesty. And, and, and recusing themselves honesty, from though. the messy case. <laughs> from the- no, but that, that's, that's a different thing altogether. That's, you know, whatever. But, but, and- but, but the thing is for me is that, look, if you're going to say that Inter right now, given the COVID-19 and given the financial statement they give out, said they can't afford Federico Chiesa, N'Golo Kante, Maras Kumbula, or any player that cost about 25, 30 million euros, I would say that's completely true. But that's not what he said. What he went out and said is that we like Tonali, but... We never negotiated for him because it's a it's a deal that Inter can't afford. So Inter can't afford five to ten million euros in loans. That means you're insolvent. And when you go out and say shit like that, it has it has ramifications and it has repercussions which have already started. And the the, the fact that the already you see the rumbling and grumbling about Suning being frauds, that all the sponsorship deals from China are complete bullshit. There might be some the PTSD whole... there from Yong Hong Lee and on the other side of Milan. But it's, it's but, an easy but, it's an easy connection that, to make. But 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 that's the thing that it's bullshit because Suning their they, their financial statements out there for everyone to read, and they actually Correct. turned a 
profit in 2020 compared to 2019. Like this is this is important. Sooning increased their revenue and their sales by six percent compared to the same period before the, the previous year before the the the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's complete. So this nonsense. So you're lying to your fans, and you're lying to your fans about not having money, even when financial fair play rules have been relaxed. You're lying to your, which is, you know, and again, if you want, again, I'm, I, I understand that you want to you protect Conte because that's one of the things he was bitching about is that nobody for the club doesn't protect me. Nobody wants to protect me. Okay, but, but, but at least come out and say that and don't say this stupid shit that Conte liked Tonali. He wanted Tonali, but, he, but, but we decided we could I mean, you know, it's just... Because it, you don't understand, it's about balance. And when you, we inter had balance prior to that meeting in Morati's villa, now there's no balance. And I'll tell you what I'm really, really petrified of. And this is, this is what's scaring me. I'm scared shitless that Beppe Marotta will leave because of this, as a result of this. And that is the biggest disaster that could happen to Inter right now. He is the only thing that's holding that club together because he's, he's, the man doesn't have ice in his veins he's got liquid you know he's got like liquid nitrogen in his way like the guys like he 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 just you know he, he's he's colder than ice and if he leaves inter are in a giant world of shit and in a lot of ways he's the mediator between conte and management yeah and, and but he so, can't be that anymore because correct. conte because conte threw him down through threw him under the bus publicly and 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 it's it's like again Basically, Antonio Conte is a child that needs to be reined in. It's like when you have a child that doesn't know how to behave. A brilliant child, but a child nonetheless. Now you've given the power to the child. Good luck. I have a couple of things that I want to get to here. Um, Random talking points. But before we do, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss the other side of Milan. Because Mm. um, as you're talking about Antonio Conte going all in, balls deep, first, uh, first chance he gets to get a Scudetto this season, and probably you would assume, cry his way to either getting more players or if he doesn't get them, just fuck off. You have a project on the Rossonero side of Milan. Which I love. Which is actually, Absolutely love. Which, is actually which I am very jealous of. There was a, me too. There was a, there was a, and and the, the, the cherry on the sundae, the icing on the cake for me, um, that kind of rubbed it in, that kind of was like a bit, a bit, a bit of a cock slap to the, to the face where I was like, holy shit, this is real. This is, this is very, very real. Was a compilation video of Sandro Tonali's highlights, um, you know, welcome to Milan, played to Drake, uh, Drake and Meek Mill, um, some, some, some bad, I think it was going, I think it was going bad by Meek Mill and Drake. Is Drake some sort of like Canadian saint? Do you guys So I, I, I brought him, I brought him up twice on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just a, I'm Gen, I'm Gen, I'm Gen Z, man. He's everywhere. Listen, it's, it's, it was, it was, a, I mean, it's, it's, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't create the compilation. It had like 3,000. No, I, no, no, I, I saw, I saw, I saw it on Twitter, saw it on Twitter. And, but, and, and yes, by the way, Drake is my uncle. Um, <laughs> funny story. We're all related up here. It's actually funny. I, on, on Turin Giant, Turin Giant's podcast last week, uh, Farhad, my podcast brother, said fun fact uh he's he's related to drake and i was like yes of course because everyone up in canada is related to <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess i'm not really helping myself am i but um but so 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 this video starts off with sandro tonali taking a free kick from what looks to be an indirect angle 45 degrees at san siro and scores uh mm. fucking incredible and i thought holy shit this is happening he's going to milan that's it that's all you you know i always assumed maybe because i'm so arrogant and because for the past 10 years as a juventino we've gotten all the young talent 
you know, not that it's always panned out, but we've gotten Bernardeschi. I was very excited when we got him. We got Perrin. I remember there were a lot of people that wanted that wanted Matia Perrin because he was, you know, uh, for a while for a while perceived to be one one of one of the one of the more solid up and coming Italian goalkeepers. Those are just two random friend examples that come to mind. But point is, I always assumed that Donali would come. I don't know why. I thought, you know, what, we're Juve. They'll come. They'll come. Doesn't matter that he grew up. Doesn't matter that he grew up supporting. That he grew up supporting Milan. When we got Pirlo, I was like, okay, you know what? Based on a couple of rumors that I'd even heard that mm-hmm. week, I was very optimistic because everyone wants to play for Andrea Pirlo, especially every midfielder, I should say, especially a midfielder from Brescia. Um, so mm. it was low hanging fruit. And then when it didn't happen, I was, you know, I I, I was I was I was I was I wasn't shocked, but I I kind of took a step back and I thought, okay, so what's gonna happen next? They have Ben Nasser. They're probably getting Bakayoko back. Uh, who's that midfield. proven to have, you know, what it takes to do well in Serie A based on the second half of last season, not 2019-20 that just passed, but 2018-19. Kessi, um, who's a tank and who's been in Serie A a handful of years now and is already looking like he knows how to really, you know, run a midfield. I mean, in a lot of ways, he was a key cog in that midfield last year and allowed Ben Acer to be the creative freak that he is. And you add Sandro Tonali to that, who I mean, was wanted it's... by Man United and Barcelona, not for no reason. And you think, where the fuck are we going now? Where the fuck are we going in City? What direction are we going in? Are, are Milan going to be back before Inter two oh. years ago? That would have been unthinkable. But three now, months ago, here we six are. Months, six months ago, that would have been unthinkable. Brahim, Diaz, a, Brahim Diaz also arrived. Uh, yeah, but, 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 it's, but, but it's, not, it's, not, you know, it's not just that. Uh, it's the fact that Milan have gone through, you know, they were a laughing stock three months ago with the Rangnick deal and, and all the nonsense going on there. But, but the thing is that when when the dust settled and Boban left and, and Rangnick left and they saw that this project was working, they kind of sat down and they decided to build an actual project. And they put the exact right guy in, in charge of that, namely Paolo Maldini, who is Milan. Everything about him is Milan through and through. You know, born in the city, captain. I mean, he's he's only. I mean, it's, it's Paolo fucking Maldini for crying out. So and it's it's, it's, it's so, really satisfying that it's worked out because I got to say, from a neutral standpoint, I was afraid for Milanisti that it would yeah, work me out too. because I was like, you know what? If this doesn't work out, that's going to be heartbreaking for every Milanista, and it's going to be heartbreaking for Paolo. That's what I'm afraid of with Andrea Pirlo right now. But mm. I'm really happy that you know maybe the fact that him being Paolo Maldini and the fact that he had the good faith of everyone. Uh, just because of who he is and what he's done for them, I think that might have actually been good. Because, well, but above all, but above all, Paolo Maldini is molded in the Milan, in, in the classic winning Milan, trend, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the classic Milan um, formula, formula of of the, the the winning Milan formula of thinking ahead and doing what but, what he's doing now is what Milan did with Berlusconi in the early days. He's building, he's laying the foundations for a dynasty. But he's also, some, the, he's also the first Direttore Sportivo to be given a second year in charge in like five years. That's what I yeah. was getting at was what, you know, no one else made it beyond a season. But I think no. there was a little bit of patience. You know, and I think once yeah, he... But we're not he, talking Mirabelli and Fassone here. We're talking fucking Paolo Maldini. And Paolo mm-hmm. Maldini knows more about football than Mirabelli and Fassone together. In their pinkies. Times 10. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, to times 10, all right? And, and also, but that's not the thing. I mean, the thing is, a part of me, and I tweeted this out, a part of me thinks that the Arab, you know, you know what? Nothing is as humbling as a big smack in the face. Uh, you know, nothing, you know, a big slice of humble pie is exactly what Inter and Juve need. Juve, I understand, are being arrogant. They won nine 
leagues in a row. What the fuck have Inter got to be arrogant about? The Antonio Conte. The Antonio yeah, Conte. What? what the, 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 the Antonio Conte hair plug trophy, having won that, or finishing, the fin- lo- losing the Copa in the Europa League. Yeah, losing the final against Sevilla trophy. I mean, what the fuck have Inter got to be arrogant and cocky about? To pull something this stupid and to throw everything under the bus and everything under out the window just, just out of some notion that we're going to win and create all that extra pressure, that's stupid. But what Maldini's doing is I'm building... I mean, if you're talking young and old and experienced together, it's brilliant. He's built the dressing room where there is one king who has won everything except for the Champions League, but who is a living legend is Latan Ibrahimovic, who's a model professional who everyone listens to, and then he has different levels. Who is vocal, who will tell and people, who, is vocal, who, will sla- who will slap you or come kick you around you roundhouse the, if you don't, yeah, you know, if, if you're you not, don't if you're not up deliver. to his standard, yeah, and, and he has every and, right and, to. Yeah, right? exactly, because he delivers himself all the way. And that's the thing at Milan. Now, what, what, just watch what, what happens now. You will have Rebic and Ibra. They work together. I mean, it gives Pioli choices. 4-3-1-2, 4-3-3, doesn't matter. And if they get Chiesa, they could win the Scudetto this season. I'm not, fucking, I'm not fucking with you here. I honestly think they could. They have an outside chance. But if they don't win it this year, if they get Federico Chiesa, they have a real chance of winning it the season after that. Milan are back, and I think it's good because the arrogance on display from Juve and Inter, you know, they need a big slice of humble pie because they, they could have buried Milan for the next decade by not let Juve could have stopped Chiesa going there and Inter could have stopped Tonali going there. Instead, they fucked around and, you know, Chiesa isn't, it isn't a done deal. It's far from it. It's very complicated. But I will guarantee you that Milan will do everything to get him. And you know what? I won't. Best of luck on to them. And you know, best of luck to him. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think it bodes well for the league overall from a branding standpoint because Absolutely. the past ten a, years, back. the past Milan ten years, back. it's what's been lacking. You know, Napoli yeah. weren't that. Napoli or Napoli, it was a great story, yeah. but I think you know, poor them, they blew their chance. I don't think they're winning a Scudetto for a very long time now. Um, at least you know, I foresight. I mean, yeah. Gattuso, Gattuso did well. Let's let's be honest. He of course, did really, he did. Really well. But I think, but I think, but I think it takes. Um, you know. I think I think it's very hard to topple or to kill off an institution like Milan, or like Inter, and which is why we're seeing you guys cycle back after years of, you know, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say irrelevance, relevancy, but 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 banter era, certain, I mean, was, certainly you know cer- certain certainly football that was way below your standard, mm. you know. So add to the, Milan, Same so with I, Milan, and and so it's good to have them back. Add to the fact that you might get a couple of you know you might get a couple of teams like an Atalanta sporadically that'll that'll come through. You always get someone like that, right? Atalanta are kind of the are, are kind of that Top sexy team, team yeah. right now. Yeah, but you know it's 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 not it's not it's not improbable that there always be one or two teams that's kind of just punching a little bit above their weight and that mm-hmm. that changes. If Atalanta can build on this, great for them long term. But you know you wouldn't necessarily expect that. You want them to be you, you probably expect them to be a sustainable club and they may topple off a little bit. But that's okay because maybe a Fiorentina will rise or like yeah. a, like a Lazio. Lazio, all, yeah. Exactly. Roma, yeah. Exactly. And the fact that Roma now have a new owner um, could be very interesting. Of course, you know we 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 said that when Palota came came to Roma about like ten years ago. You know the American business model, and like most Americans that have come to Syria, he left flustered by the. By the red tape and Rocco mm. Comiso at Fiorentina is, is going through the same <laughs> shit right now. Uh, you know, um, it's, it's almost like every American that takes over in Serie A doesn't expect or doesn't even doesn't. I mean, it's very hard to do your due diligence without actually having 
well, you know, with, experience with, something. And we're going to get to that, by the that, way. Not no, just but, that. I mean, they're, they're Italians themselves, so they should probably know the culture a little better as well. You could expect that. Yeah, but, you know, our, 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 our five aside today is, uh, our, <laughs> or is, is only in Italy moments, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I think the fact that Italy is a country where you could have an only in Italy five aside, where two people are listing fucking <laughs> crazy stories of shit that's happened, I think is, you know, kind of, kind of on brand with the fact that, a lot of foreign owners have struggled to come into Syria and have success. You know, um, un- un- special, unlike unlike a lot a of special, other big clubs in Europe. No, because it's a special it's a special country. It's a special history. I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. But I just think that certain things need to change for the sake of Italy as a whole. And that 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 red tape about people not being able to invest. I mean, it's not. It's really what Rocco Comiso says. It's really, really not that, um, not that unreasonable. He's just saying that, guys. Listen, um, all I want is the permit to let me build. I'll be what I'll build. What I build here, I'm investing a couple of hundred million euros, and it's going to be here for the next fifty years. You know, it's going to bring jobs. It's going to bring taxes. It's going to bring all that stuff, all that good stuff. Like, let me invest. You know, I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna... and and you don't and you don't let, and they don't let him. I'm going to steal a quote from Giovanni from, uh, from Turin Giants, my other podcast brother. You can't have big country success with a small village mentality. Exactly. Right? So we were, you know, we, we were talking about on, on, on our last Absolutely. episode, we were, ta- we, were, we, were, we were talking about how Bayern have been able to successfully um, channel Germany's youth and, you know, bring, bring, in, bring in a lot of, their, a lot of the talent that they've had there and, and, and have success for it while Juve have maybe struggled to bring in some of Italy's talent in recent years. But in large part, we kind of argued that it's because Italy hasn't been able to produce talent to the same extent that France or Germany has because they, they haven't had the same collective, you know, ideas. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, I mean, kind, of, kind, of a, kind of a side note. But yeah, but also, but also, I mean, this the reason why I'm so pissed off and disappointed is because this time around, this generation that's coming up, the Barella, Sensi, uh, Zaniolo, uh, Tonali, Chiesa. This is a golden generation. This is a generation that will win at least something. Whether it's a World Cup or Euros remains to be seen, but it's, it's, it's a golden generation. The age of the Graziano Pelles, Eders, and Giaccherini is over. The longest, darkest age that I can remember of Italian decline of Italian players is over. This generation will win you something. And yeah, I, and, we were in purgatory for a while and we're out of it. Yeah, for sure. No, Italy were in hell. There's no purgatory. It was in hell. Ventura was hell. I agree. Uh, you know, you, you so. know, you know, you know what? How many, how many layers of hell are there? I haven't, I haven't read, yeah. I haven't, I haven't read the yeah. Divine Comedy, but, but we, we, yeah. we, 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 yeah, no, we, we, we were way down. We were way down there. I, I, yeah. I mean, this. You were the 13 is, levels. We were at look, level 14. Federico, Federico Chiesa and Sandro Tonali are generational players. Uh, the talent is is non si discute, as they say in Italy. You don't, there's also, nothing. No. Zaniolo as well, but you know, the, the the talent is there. All right, they will. They are the, an Inter. And the thing that pisses me off the most was there was this was a time to catch that train. Inter could have had all of them, all of them. They could have had Tonali, Sensi, Barella, and Zaniolo, and they had them, and they fucked it up, and that's unforgivable. And I can't, you know. I'm an Inter fan, but I'm not. As I was telling you before we, we recorded this, we started recording. I don't believe in that whole, you know, North Korean all hail leader. I'm not that kind of fan. And if the the next cocksucker that tells me to just just pray, believe, just pre believe in the club and trust, trust, fuck you. I don't trust anything. I don't trust no one in anything except based the on what are, they actually and the, say and do. And what they said. But what they said. Hard to trust people, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what they said and done 
when it comes to Zaniolo, Barella, Sensi, and Tonali is shit. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold, I'm not gonna polish a turd and call it fucking chocolate mousse. All right, it's not. It's shit. They fucked it up, and they need to hear it because that's the only way they will learn. And and to me, that, that that's a no brainer. I mean, that's my mentality. When you fuck up, you own it. And when you do good, you own it. But it goes both ways. And Inter fucked this up. There's no there's no two ways about it. Inter could have had a midfield that would have dominated the same way that the, the Barcelona Spanish world football, the same way that the Spanish Barcelona midfield dominated world football for 10 years. And they fucked it up. And that is inexcusable, in my opinion. And it's very difficult to, 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 foster, to, foster, to foster elite midfield talent, right? That's something that's so, it's such a fucking weird position to play in that you need to have not just fitness, but you need to have this, this weird, inexplicable form of creativity and vision that is not even unique to a certain, you know, to a certain type of midfielder. There are different, there, there are so many different, there's so many different, you want to tell? I don't me. want to say Brad. I don't want to say. I don't say Brad. There's so many different uh, flavors of midfielders that you can have, and the fact that you can complement each other in such a way that that well, they're you all Italian, and they and they and, and that and that exists right now. You know what I that mean? Ex- exactly. Yeah. So I, whether or I, not you I, play I four you. three three, whether we play a four three one two, with you know, I I was I was I understood that Kiesa was closer to Juve, and I think that I still think that if if if, yeah, if Juve we'll screw see. that up. I mean, to me, that is, that is, I mean, he, he is a, he's a facha da gobbo. He really does. He has a face of a gobbo. And, 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 but he is a generational player. And, and he is, in my opinion, to this day, of, of the, this, young, of this young generation that I've seen, there, he, his talent is, is, is definitely, he has the talent and potential to be Italy's next Ballon d'Or. Not if not winning, then you really think so? I don't know if I believe that. I think I think his talent is his talent and potential is through the roof. But whether or not he reaches it, or depends on a whole lot of different set of factors. It's you know, it's talent only only takes you that far. Mm-hmm. You got to work, and you got to you know, injury free and all that. But when it Look comes to Federico Bernardeschi, right? You know, it's yeah. well, I I never I was never that you know I never I never creamed my pants over him or Perin. I I I thought he was the world okay players. Perin was a weird example I gave you before. I think a better example of Juve arrogance would have been actually when we thought we were going to sign Donnarumma which didn't happen but but, but again Donnarumma, okay this is what i was going to say donnarumma is that player he's he's a generational yeah. mm-hmm. talent okay we, we the, the, another one thank you for bringing him up and and if and, and and if we're looking at players with potential to be absolute top world class milan have three donnarumma benacer and tonali now if they bring in if they bring in chiesa that's four it's not, that's, yeah, but... that's how you build you know a team in, in wins. The... To win for, for, from, from, from maybe maybe losing today, but win for the next yeah. four years. It's not all bad, though, at Inter, man, with Bastoni and, 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 and Esposito. Bastoni. I don't think Esposito is ever going to see the light of day, poor, poor kid, with, with Conte at the helm. But, and, and you know, I mean, there are always, they're always strikers that come through Primavera that are yeah, the next big I mean, thing. So we'll see. But I think Bastoni has actually at least proven it for, for a, a decent sample size of a season now. And it's I no agree. coincidence that Mancini called him up. I think I... if you look... Bastoni, I agree 100%. Yeah. But, Esposito and Pinamonti, sorry, but... I agree. You know, yeah. Mm. Mois, listen, Moisky and moving to England was the worst yeah. thing he could have done, but he was, he was really popping off in Italy. Uh, if he does come back to Juve, it'll be interesting to see if kind of back in, you know, in, in the sheltered environment of, of, of Juve where he grew up, if, he, if he'd be able to kind of hit that next level. But there is a lot of talent. I definitely agree with you. That's why... Roberto Mancini called up 37 guys to his squad next week. Next pod, uh, whenever it is in the coming weeks before the season starts, we'll, we'll likely review the two games upcoming as we're recording this podcast on Thursday, the 2nd of uh, September against Bosnia and Holland. 
but um, which promises to actually be a very fucking interesting group in the Nations League. Mm. But we're not going to talk about international football anymore with uh, Nima, who's in Gothenburg, Sweden right now, <laughs> that country that we do not speak of. Just like... Uh, just, Why? Just like <laughs> Why? Why? Be, because, because, because of what happened under the Nonaventura era that sent us into the 14th level of hell and when there were 13 levels. Oh, that, was, that, that, was, that, was a lot, that was equal parts uh, self-inflicted as well with, with Ventura. Definitely. By the way, but, God bless you for, uh, for being on this, uh, on this pod right now at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, yeah. uh, 1 a.m. local time. Do you ever sleep Nima Tavali, Rudsari? I, I, I don't, What's going I don't, on? Yeah, I don't sleep a lot during the Mercato because there's, you know, there, there's, there's, there's not enough time. But, and there's also a lot of shit going on. But um, no, it's um, it's uh, it, it's it's this this has been a very stressful. You know, the year has been weird with all the shit going on. But this Mercato has been has been the weirdest one I've ever covered. Uh, it, it's been exhausting and draining, and it's been so much unnecessary drama and and weirdness uh, that that you just didn't see coming. And, and and I think a lot of it is also you know as as we've already spoken about. I mean, the financial imp- implications of COVID are going to be felt for a lot of clubs um, I know you know I know financial fair play has been relaxed but 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 for Juve for example they they've basically been hoarding high wage 30 plus players they need to do something about that and so why what the reason why I, I understand why Juve can't exactly spend a lot they've already paid 40 million for Kodosevsky they've already brought in Arthur Miller that's pretty fucking good if we're perfectly honest and Cristiano Ronaldo's a lot on the books every year so yeah exactly and 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 that's you know that was a conscious choice they took and it, and it helped them brought the brand to the next level and you, you know and it really helped the Serie A as well if we're perfectly honest about it because it's fucking Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. but but having said that um you know, that, that, that's why, you know, people who argue against that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Of course, it's good for the Serie A to have the Cristiano Ronaldo come in. I mean, what, what kind of stupid, dumbass, ignorant shit, bullshit argument is it to say that it's not good for the Serie A to have one of the best players of all time playing in no. the league? I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I, I think that, you know, this season coming up is a really interesting one for many reasons. And it's been a weird Mercato. We're barely like three days into it. I really don't know. I, all I can say is expect the unexpected. <laughs> because the last thing has not been said yet and in any of those cl- in any clubs and and you have to remember you have to factor in the fact that covid kind of emptied a lot of people's cash flow so it's going it's going to be interesting it's going to be very interesting but i i'd say you know be be expect the unexpected i think that's well said man and before we break away to our five side of the week there are a couple of quick fire uh pieces of news or just things that kind of graced um graced my my screen this week that I want to bring to your attention. We'll kind of react to them simultaneously. Uh, let's start off with Kalidou Koulibaly, as he is apparently almost um, very close anyway to leaving Napoli, according to Il Presidente De Laurentiis, who effectively confirmed that he is willing to get rid of him. Nima, Nima's checking his phone right now. I, I, you, you, could, you, you could be forgiven if you're missing that one, if you missed that one because, uh, because it was confirmed literally, I think, like two minutes before we hit record. Um, if that does happen, if that does happen, do you think, and then let, let's, assume, let's, assume, let's, assume that, let's assume that what that the notification that I received was in fact correct and apparently it was the who basically confirmed that he's on his way out uh, as you're checking to, 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 to have it 100% confirmed. Who do they bring in to replace him, if anyone at all? Do you think they can go out and Marash afford Kumbula. someone like Upamecano? Marash Kumbula is is the most. I mean, what the, I you, you said you don't want to count Napoli, and I I want to count Napoli, and I think what what De Laurentiis is doing is 
you know, he gets a lot of stick by, by Napoli fans who I think are very unfair to him. I think what he's done at Napoli is fantastic. They're the, probably the only club in Italy who's consistently turned a profit for the last 10 years. He's built, you know, he, 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 he's built smart. He's built, he's, he knows when to sell players and he knows when to buy young and how to get them to take the next level. And I, I have nothing but respect for, for him and what, he, what they're doing at that club. But um, I, I think Maras Kumbula, uh, is 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 a natural replacement? Uh, Who's already coming that, in, of course? Who's already there with the club? Um, yeah, in, in, I mean Maras Kumbula. Yeah, exactly. I mean Maras Kumbula from Hellas Verona is is who they should get, and Rahmani, and Rahmani, uh, who they're uh, you know no, it's going. I, I'm really impressed by what they're doing. I'm really impressed with the Napoli doing. I'm saying watch out, Napoli. Inter need to watch out by not just one, two, or three teams. It, it's it's going to be a Hornets test next next top four. Um, and, and, and Napoli, anyone who, you know, underestimate them at their own, at your own peril because Napoli are going to be lethal, I think. In recent years, in recent years, I think a big reason why the fans have maybe been a little bit harsh to Aurelio De Laurentiis is the fact that he sold Higuain and I think the way he went about it wasn't great where he basically said that the player wanted to leave when apparently, apparently Higuain contests that. And he said, he said openly that he would have stayed in Italy, but I mean, it, it would be very De Laurentiis to sell him and turn a profit, right? Like, he wouldn't be above selling to Juventus. Yeah, but we should, we should be honest There's what a, happened. We should really be honest what happened there. It was a clause that Juve activated, and they had nothing to do with that. They couldn't stop him, and, and that's why he left. Uh, they, they paid the 90-whatever clause it was, and, 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 they, and that's why he, he went to, uh, to, to Juve. But, well, the perception of it was very poorly managed, if that's the case, because how it was perceived was... The president sold the capo canoniere and the guy who's been, you know, one of the, you know, who's, 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 who's been a fucking revelation for us for the past couple of years. That's why I think may, that's a big reason as to why they, 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 they've been shitting on him for a couple of years anyway. Um, but nah, it's, it's there's, Naples. They there's, have but I was going to say, but Naples, it, na- there are, there are a lot of <laughs> sociological factors in Naples that, that, that are yeah, uh, I was I mean, people say being a little bit like skeptical of anything or anyone with yeah. money and power. But um, anyway, so Kumbula, I, you know, I got to say, um, if he does go, Koulibaly, which apparently, again, is, is basically is, is confirmed from the horse's mouth. Uh, is that is that an expression? Hang on, wait. Did I fuck that up? No, horse's, horse's mouth. mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Mouth, yeah. All right, I'm on today, baby. Yeah, right from yeah, the horse's no, mouth. Fine. Yeah, so, so if, that, if that's the case, it's not him. shocking. I haven't, given... I haven't seen him say anything about that. I don't know what... what well, what look. I've not seen him say anything. I've seen rumors, but... De Laurentiis, one hour ago, says Man City target is on the way out, transfer market permitting. So, so, he, so he didn't say he's leaving, but he said he's, he's, that, it's, that it's basically in the works. So it's not shocking, given the fact that they've splurged as much as they did, as, as much as they did on Victor Osimhen, who I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by the prospect of the fact that he could command a fee as high as what they paid for him, but good for him, uh, good for them, you know, acquiring a... No, Napoli, I promise you, be, 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 don't, Napoli will surprise a lot of people. I think they're building a really good team and you have to remember they can, they won't play in the Champions League next year, but they'll consistently been playing there and I think they'll be returned there. I wonder if that'll help them. Yeah, but the Gattuso... They will still have European football though, so... Yeah, but Gattuso, don't, don't underestimate him. And I think this, is, this has been Milan's biggest mistake. I think they will learn to regret that. I think he'll return at some point. But Gattuso is a good coach. He's shown that he, he can handle, he can hold his own. And, and, and he can deliver in difficult circumstances. Because what the work he's done in the past eight, eight months in, in Napoli is nothing short of remarkable. Remember the, the absolute shambles that they were in when he took over? 
and he brings them to the to, to win the winner Coppa Italia and start looking like a team. People, you know, just compare, just contrast that to what it was when Ancelotti was there. I mean, it was it's, a complete shit show. It's the espresso, man. It's the coffee. It's Tommaso. <laughs> it's the it's the uh, it's got to be it's got to be the cafe. Um, speaking of which, I'm surprised that guy doesn't have a sponsor yet in uh, for, for 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 a commercial of some kind for some like mocha company or for. Uh, for, uh, for 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 some Italian coffee maker for an espresso maker. Well, maybe maybe they get can get maybe, maybe they can yeah. get one for gar- for for garbage bins because that's apparently. Oh my God, that's you so see bad. the picture the other day, so on brand of Napoli players chilling. I think it wasn't even in Naples, but well, it looked like it, ref- it was it was, in Abru- it was in Abruzzo. It was in Abruzzo. It was in Ritiro and Abruzzo. Well, that's, that's that's what I'm referring to. Like I mean, like the, six the players. Story, the whole story oh is God. absolutely hilarious. They want they want to have this cryogenic, you know, to call, you know that every team does cryotherapy or whatever they call it. And somebody took a photo of that and put it out. And Napoli it just looks like six Napoli players sitting on garbage bins, like yeah, changing. Yeah, but, but but yeah, in exactly. Socks. But, but 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 the thing is that it's you know yeah, fine, ha ha ha. But you can't be this thin-skinned and triggered. And they're they're the guy who runs their press manager goes on this unhinged rant online about garbage bins, which just turns the the thing into what you say about solo in Italia, that's solo in Italia right there. Oh yeah. That story is absolutely <laughs> absurd. That I couldn't believe it when when he starts asking rhetorical questions via the official Napoli handle, going, question, were the bins dirty or or clean? Answer. <laughs> I mean it was it was it was bizarre world. It was absolutely bizarre. And it was there was no need for it. It's like you sometimes, you know, just fucking dust yourself off. Okay. So that so that was supposed to, that was supposed to be a quick fire point, but I guess once you bring up Hulibali and Napoli, we haven't talked about them at all. I guess that was always going to yeah. go on a little further. Okay, real quick here. Yeah. Juan Jesus has left Roma or is on his way out of Roma. Good fucking riddance. I don't know if you're familiar. <laughs> Roma. I don't know if you I don't know if you're familiar with the story. Fuck every listener who's been listening to us for the past year is going to lose their mind that I'm bringing this up again. But Nima, I'll enlighten you. Roma were in Montreal four years ago. Basically met Juan Jesus. He told me to fuck off. Uh, that's 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 the short version of the story. So we've been rooting against him for a while. So Dan Friedkin's getting off to a great start, getting, getting rid of uh, Juan Jesus, Federico Fazio, and Davide Santon, um, allegedly. So uh, yeah. R- R- Roma fans are loving, are loving, the, are loving new management already. Um, yeah. Another quick fire point. Mauro Icardi is now the third, the third choice striker at PSG behind uh, <laughs> Chupo Moting. I have a tweet here. Uh, well, I, that's, that's, that's pretty much the tweet. The tweet, the, the, the tweet is Mauro Icardi loses the Champions League final is now the third choice striker behind Chupo Moting and gets to go home to his... Okay, I can't say the rest. No. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a comment about, it was a comment about Wanda. Um, yeah, I bet. Um, yeah. Um, what, th- thoughts on that? Does that make you happy? I am just happy to have her and him as far away from Inter as humanly possible. The, the absolute clown show that was Inter, the, the reality show that was Inter's reality mm-hmm. uh, about 18 months ago, thanks to her, him, Perisic, and Nainggolan, was, was the most denigrating and degrading uh, part of the past 30, you know, since I started supporting. Inter. She's so good at what she does, though. She is so good at what she does. Well, what is, you know, I don't, well, really, is she? Because, I mean, what's happened? But, you know, look at what's, what's happened at him. He's, he's getting what she wants. They got him, she well, got him. Well, still... well, getting what she wants. His career suffered from it. Okay. His, his career. I, don't know. I, th- I think the verdict is still out on that one. I think he, he had a very good season in Liga and he made the Champions League final. It's just, you know, Tuchel, well, he, Tuchel, he I think make... Tuchel fucked up in, in, in putting Trupo Moting on. 
in no, the final, in the, sco- fi- in, the fi- in the final, in the final, because he scored sh- the goal against Atalanta. I think that's the only. No, no, that's not the only reason. It's because of the fact that Mauro Riccardi is. W- w- that was this argument was going on during in his time, and when Roberto Mancini tried to get him to become a modern striker, Luciano Spalletti tried to get him to become a modern striker, but he thought it's this like this is like the 1980s, and he can just be a tap-in merchant, and that's fine. You can be a tap-in merchant, but this is 2020, and if you don't move, if you don't know how to hold the ball up, if you don't know how to link up with other players, you're not a, you. you can't play as a striker in this day and age and, and that's you know that that's what he's reduced himself to and I think I think he's too stupid to to understand that and change because I'm happy she, to accept that notion yeah and, and I think that's sad because he would he would have he would have been a le- he could have beaten the all-time goal scoring record in the city yeah because of the way he came up at Inter the way he he the, the amount of number the goals that he scored when Inter were absolute shit and 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 the fact that you know he was special. I remember his first games. I was like, this guy is, what is this? You know, he he just has it. And and it's such a shame to see his decline. I really really I really feel bad about it because no one will go near him. It's 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 because because of, of her and because of what he's reduced himself to. And I think it's sad. I really do. I really believed in him. Um. Okay. Quick fire point here. Number three. We'll do two more. Luciano Spalletti. Povero Luciano was left out of a top 11 on Rai 2, on Rai, so Rai Sport, I think maybe, this was maybe, yeah, about 10 days ago. He was, he was left out of a top 11 of managers currently out of a job in Italy, Italian managers. Uh, left, left out for Walter Zenga, Andrea Strammaccioni, oh my God. Uh, Davide Ballardini, Walter Mazzari, Luigi Di Biagio, Cesare Prandelli, and... Forget what his first name is, Semplici, Mr. Semplici. Yeah, that I mean, that to me is. Are you smoking? What What are you smoking when you do? Of course, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I don't know who the fuck put it together, but, but I mean, it's still. Spalletti is a good coach, and anyone. Yeah, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, he got cucked by Conte, man. He got cucked so hard. I don't even think that he was doing that badly as he was finishing up, as he was wrapping up. I thought there was. I thought it was a little bit harsh to move on. Uh, to, to someone like to someone like Antonio Conte, I, I understand why they did it, but I I, I thought it, I thought it was a little bit harsh. It was harsh, but but the thing is that you know with, with Spalletti delivered, he's the only intercoast that delivered exactly what he was supposed to deliver: two top four finishes. That was the goal, and that was the aim, and he delivered. Uh, the the decision to to bring in uh, an over the hill Raja Nainggolan, even though he asked for it, was not. You can't blame on him. You have to blame it on those who. Who, who gave him that. I, I, I said at the time, I think it's a mistake because I think Raja Nainggolan had peaked. And, and we know that now, you know, Raja Nainggolan needed to, to be like a, like a kid put on timeout. He needed this here in Cagliari to learn the errors of his way. And he's, he's learned that. He's got a different attitude now than he did when he was at Inter. I mean, Inter was a reality show. I mean, when they were there, they, they turned Inter into a fucking reality show, all of them. We'll see. But, 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 but now, I, I honestly think that Inter, there's, a big, there's a big chance that Nangolan stays at Inter, and I think that's a good thing. As a prodigal son, perhaps, yes. Um, I think that's a good thing. I really fi- do. Fi- final point. Uh, so, so, uh, so, hero of the week for me, Andrea Petagna, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, we, uh, we shout him out whenever we can. Uh, good guy, Andrea. He was asymptomatic. Someone in his network after he went to, uh, I think it was Porto Cervo, uh, chilling with Dan Bilzerian. I think someone in his network uh, on his PJ had it. So he tested. He didn't want to infect all the other Napoli players. And uh, good guy, Petania tested positive. So he's been self-isolating for two weeks. Just, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Nima's kind of like frowning, like, what? How is he hero of the week for that? It's because it's Andrea Petania, man. It's, it's just <laughs> Andrea, Andrea, Andrea Petania, he, 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 he can do no wrong. Um, yeah, you know, he, he, he may not have been respecting social distancing in Sardinia. He may have been partying a little bit too hard. Yeah, I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't know if he was I mean, getting up to a Dambelzerium. But uh, listen, man, Neymar tested positive for COVID today, too. It's only, it's only, it's, it's only a certain level of player. It's only a certain <laughs> level of bomber. That gets that goes out and gets COVID on their one week Vita off. Vita da bomber, Vita da bomber. No, but seriously, no. I, I mean, Andre, Andre, you know, COVID. I, you can't stop. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's, it is what it is. I mean, you can get it, and it's, everyone has gotten it. And what are you gonna do? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't get the hero of the week because you his, just happen to love him, right? <laughs> I guess that's. He's uh, no, his, his his Napoli his Napoli career is off to a is off to a flying start. Is all. Um. Okay. Why don't we get to our five-a-side of the week? So it's the five-a-side of Only in Italy moments. Of course, if you've been listening to the pod for a while, you know full well that we have a segment called Only in Italy. And we have, we have loaded it over the past couple of years with, 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 with ridiculous moments that, of course, could only happen in a Mediterranean fucking clusterfuck of a country like Italy. <laughs> and so we're not limited to stories here. We're limited to... Effectively, there is no limit. It could be, it could be specific stories that happen or just broad... Um, b- broad facts that, 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 that may have been the case in Italy for a while, in Calcio. It's open. It's open as always. Nima, you're our guest. You'll go first. You've got five, uh, you've got five, um, five players at the, at the ready here. Who's your starting goalkeeper? Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it, Sunday, 21st of March, 2004, the Rome Derby. The, I'm just going to read the, the headline. Confusion reigns as Rome, Rome Derby postponed. The match between Lazio and Roma suspended seems pretty, following... Seems seem, seem straightforward, right? Yeah. Okay. The match between... Exactly. That's the headline from The Guardian. The match between Lazio and Roma suspended following false rumor that a boy had been killed by police outside the Olympic Stadium. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I remember that. Like I remember, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... And I had a friend who was down there who was just laughing, saying, "This I love this country, but holy fucking hell, it's a banana republic." I have, um, I have a, and, I have a and, similar one actually. I have a similar. And, and I remember, and I remember because he was there uh, to watch that game, and I remember Cassano going on the pitch and people from the Curva coming and saying that you know the, a boy has been killed. Yeah, no one died. And Nothing then, happened. And then, and then, I, and, then <laughs> and then Francesco Totti runs to the Curva. I mean, it's, it's just the most. It's, it, to me, it's the most Roman Italian thing ever. Frangi, 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 and then, and then, I mean, and then twenty, you know, nothing happened. Literally, nothing, nothing happened. And it's happened. not the only time we've seen that. We saw it in the Coppa Italia final in 2014, where Mari Kamšić went to the uh, Napoletan, went to the Napoletan. Genia Caronia. Yes. Um, yeah. the Naples, Jenny yeah. from the block. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jenny, actually, another hero of the week is uh, is Salvatore. Spo- just really, we're, we're we're crossing segments here. Uh, Salvatore Esposito, who plays uh, who plays Gennaro Savastano in uh, Gomorra, he had a Q and A. I think he called it Jenny's, or I think he called it. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think he called it. I don't know that he refers to himself as Jenny, his character's name. I think he called it Salvatore's Calcio Corner, and he actually answered really fucking well like 20, 25 questions about Italian football and where he thought Perisic should play and who Napoli should acquire and Volga to, Volga to Napoli. Do you think it should happen? Yes or no? Anyway, uh, sh- sh- no, sh- shout, out, shout out to him. That's actually an only in Italy moment in and of itself. Just like one of the most famous actors in the country just, 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 just going off about tactics and playing a three at the back. But, uh, but yeah, uh, no, Genia Garonia. 
uh, calls calls over calls over Marikamsik to, to negotiate oh whether God. or not a game should be played. So a Coppa Italia, oh. a, a cup final is about to be played, and the ultras have final say. They're like, no, we're vetoing this or not. That's hey, a, it's that's, embarrassing. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah. No. So yeah. No. It's the Lazio. That that, that derby from two thousand four is definitely no. I just want to say no. Literally, no one died. <laughs> like nothing happened. It's a bad game of broken telephone. Um, okay, um, my goalkeeper will be, I think the player in question or the player that's involved in the story was a defender, I think. So I, I probably could have held off, but I want to I I start off with this story. So, um, so Davide Yobinella will have to start in goal. Um, this, is a, this, is a, this is a podcast classic. I, I really tried to avoid stories that have come up before, but um, I think it was like our third ever episode. The story uh, graced our screens and we couldn't help but, 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 but. But uh, but you know give it give it a little attention and we recently readdressed it. So pardon uh, pardon me any listeners who's who's hearing about this again. But Davide Yovinella was a City of D player. Nima, it looks like you're googling something. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm preparing okay. my second. Well, one. okay. Well, because because if you would, you 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 you'd be. I don't know. You you may have to turn on your filter on Google. Davide Yovinella was a City of D uh, a City of D player, and he joined <laughs> Rocco Sifredi's academy in uh, in Hungary. <laughs> Um, to 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 learn the fine the fine art of of, of adult film, and uh, I mean I guess that could happen in any country in theory, but it's it's the kind it's the kind of crazy story that you would just expect to come out of like to come out of it's Central Italy, man. Just just a guy a guy playing football goes ah fuck it I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do porn I'm gonna go do porn with Rocco Sifredi. I think that's 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 a that's a that's a yeah no that's a that, that's a that's that's an only in Italy moment if there ever was one. A guy a guy quits football to go do porn with Rocco Sifredi. Happened a few <laughs> years ago, a couple of years ago. I think it happened in 2017, 18. And he's I, uh, and, he, and he quit and he quit and he quit. Uh, I believe he's actually quit porn. Who Rocco Sifredi? No, 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 no. Certainly not. I think Davide Ovinella. So I, I don't know if he's trying to get back into the game or if he was trying to find a club <laughs> in, uh, in 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 Hungary. But uh, but that's a tough one to come back from in the in the locker room. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's it's kind of a you cross the Rubicon moment there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, no. so 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 yeah. So, sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. My 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 second one is 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 the phenomenon that because I I am anyone who's ever followed me on Twitter, ever met me, or talk, ever spoken to me about Italian football knows I have a. I'm completely fascinated by the old school crazy Italian football president, and no one, no one, no one embodies this Don't more than it. Mr. Maurizio Zamparini, who I absolutely adore because of his madness. Um, uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Vicini, uh, a, a, guy, uh, um, a Palermo fan in America, uh, Italian-American Palermo fan, he, he um, I was, I, 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 I've been begging him for years to publish an email because what happened was that he was pissed off with Zamparini. Okay. He was pissed off with Zamparini uh, doing the things he does. And he somehow managed to find like, like what, like, like running through five coaches a year for, for, for yeah. 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 And, and, and all that. I mean, my favorite Zamparini quote of all time is when he says, when a journalist asks him, do you, (laughs) well, are you going to sack the coach or not? Mr. President. He says, I don't know yet. He goes, well, when do you know? And he goes, after I finish this ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which is just in another I mean it's it's it's, 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 it's funny but genius. it's it's funny but it's sad because he ran them into bankruptcy but yeah but, but this is what I was going to say and this is a uh, this is apparently from 2015-16 season so right uh, when but, things yeah. were getting bad yeah and he they just you know, 
Yeah, um, they were they were in. Uh, he he. It's the whole Yakini Gate when he was sacking him and all that. And, and Lorenzo had found had found out Maritza Zamparini's uh, private email, and uh, he sends an email to him. And and as 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 um, um, and he and he's and, and he writes. I decided to write an email to Maritza Zamparini. I was fully aware that this was this was would most likely be something that ended up in his junk mail, but I had his email address sent to a friend. I thought, why not? I need to get this off my chest anyway. My email wasn't even a rant. It was a plea to Zamparini to think of his players and they, what they must be going through. How can they be expected to perform in the midst of this madness? I fired that email off and thought that was that. I expected no response. So I guess what I forgot was that Maurizio Zamparini is a psychopath. And, and despite me thinking he probably Maurizio Zamparini is Maurizio <laughs> Exactly. And despite me thinking he probably had no time to respond to some random person's email, I was clearly, and I mean clearly, mistaken. The man responded 16 hours later. What follows are screenshots of his responses to me in which he detailed, unprompted, to give me a point-by-point -point breakdown of what really happened, and his response was incredibly lengthy. Now, the best part of all this is that he responded to me from his iPad. I can imagine him it sitting said, there... It said, sent from my iPad. <laughs> yes, it said, inviato dal mio iPad. I can imagine him sitting there angrily hunting and pecking each letter as he tries to convince me all of this was not his fault. This also must have taken quite some time to type up. The emails is, is also literally botched with spellings of his own players' names, as well as the most ridiculous comparisons you will see in the world of Calcio. And that, this is published, and it's on... Um, on um, on Lorenzo's timeline, and 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 the, the best part of this is, and I have to read it because because Lorenzo uh, tr translated it to English, and it begins, dearest. Unfortunately, this is a year where everything goes wrong. A. At the beginning of the season, Yakini desired a higher wage contract; otherwise, he would have wanted to leave. B. Three days with Palermo and seven points, he gave an interview where he said the team was inadequate. Imagine the happiness for the players. C. To my invitation to open his eyes to the formation because we no longer had Dybala, misspelled that name, by the way, D-I-B-A-L-A. Oh, no. Who, yeah, yeah, who's also worth half the Juve team. He didn't respond to the facts by having Gilardino, who has opposite characteristics to play in Dybala's place. And then he goes on, after the 12th, I decided to change because in the last 10 matches, we earned eight points despite beating Kievo and above all, not having a style of play that only suited Vasquez. Now, my, this goes on, and I mean it goes on and on and on and on. And, 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 and my favorite thing is where, is where he, he compares the, the most unlikely, uh, like the most ridiculous comparison. Comparing, it's, a metaphor. it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Uh, but, but, no, he's comparing Balog to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And it just goes on and on. And but it's exactly on. what you would expect. It's perfect. It's exactly what you would expect. And you know what? This it's is my favorite part. I begged, I begged Yakini to observe Spalletti's Roma, who leaves Jeko out to play with Perotti as a false center forward. In in quotations, Vasquez is stronger. Out of, and then and then without outside of quotation, uh, sorry, outside of parentheses. El Sarawi, and I mean, not El Sarawi, El Sarawi, E-L Sarawi, R. Quason, Salah, R. Tricoshi, and Balog. For me, Balog will become very good as the new Ibra. Oh, my God. This that is, is just... That's amazing. It is really... I can't it, believe you pulled that. Okay, so that's way better than what I would have done. I was thinking, actually, 
of like a Zamparini story, or I was no, kind of debating between Zamparini and Ferrero and maybe <laughs> De Laurentiis. Um, no, it's, 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 it's the best thing was, I've ever had. And, and I remember I was like a kid because I've been busting Lorenzo's balls for years. Please let me read this. Please let me read And he finally this. sent it. Oh, my and God. He really, said, really, and, he, really and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and I'll, send it, I'll send you the tweet. He got it tweeted out. I, I, when, he, when, he, when, when, when he said, the day that Zamparini leaves the club, I will, send it, I will put it out, all, all out there. And, and, and the day he, he went, he did. And it's just that part about Spalletti's Roma. And for me, Balog will become very good. The next Ibra. Who's Balog? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Who the fuck is Balog? I mean, it was <laughs> some Bulgarian player, I think, at the time. That was, I mean, the who he who he who he who he who he, he scouted him himself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you know what though? You know what? When when would when would I don't know? I don't know. Let's take a fu- a fucking. Who the hell is the president of PSG who just made the Champions League final? Oh, the Al Nasser. Yeah. Al-Nasser. When would he ever? When would he ever tell Tomas Tuchel who to, who to start? You know, when would he ever tell him I pay big money for Icardi? Norbert Balog. Norbert Balog. Okay, thank you. Thank you for Norbert Balog. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. fact. Thank you for fact checking me. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of an easier fact check than when I fucked up before and, and claim Koulibaly's gone. Koulibaly's gone. Um, the, the spelling mistakes of all of this is fucking amazing. That's like. I mean the 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 way he plays the way you know El Sarawi and Dybala and the, just... of of Bala no so so I'll I'll see, <laughs> I'll see your Zamparini and I'll raise you Berlusconi he's starting at center back for me and I know it's a little bit it's eerily similar it's eerily similar to the whole the whole premise of the crazy the crazy club owner presidente but it's a little bit different with Silvio Berlusconi because he was a politician. Not only a politician, he, was, he, he wasn't Andriy Shevchenko trying to run for prime minister or George Weah, who was a player who's now incredibly the president of Liberia. Nick and I were joking about last week or last time out. Um, but he was the active prime minister of a country and he owned a club. He was president of a club. Only. Only in Italy. 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 Like, like is, there ever, is there ever a more only in Italy thing? Like, literally, the only thing you could My say, favorite thing you Put your hands up and was... say only in Italy. No, I mean, for, for me, my favorite quote from him was, it was when, also, he said, when Milan win on the weekend, working in parliament becomes more harmonious on the, on the Monday. I mean, just, imagine, like, Inter give him a walloping, so he decides that's it. I'm going to fuck, I'm going to fucking just, I'm going to ban gay rights tomorrow. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, or I'm going to, I'm going to block that bill because I'm in a bad mood. Or just, I don't know, some, po- yeah, some political yeah. ramification of a football match. Only in Italy, but it's also not just the fact that, a, the prime minister of a country was allowed even to own a club. That seems a little fucked up. I mean, if it were like North Korea, you'd be saying, "What the hell is this?" Like, obviously, uh, you know, it's he. He was an he was he was still an elected he was an elected official who happened to have business dealings yeah. uh, in a football club. But it's you know, it's 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 still something that just strikes as a little bit weird. You would almost think that PGG would say like that a that, that, that a public servant can't own own a club, Other, for the simple fact that in theory. I guess would never happen, but in theory, like if you have an MP who owns a club, that person could go on to be a party leader and God forbid become prime minister. Not mm-hmm. like that would ever happen, except yeah. that, you know, Silvio Berlusconi was just that. But it's not just the fact that he was a prime minister, it's also who he was. The fact that he was a, that he's a virile 80 year old uh, who, who was just having tons of sex. Like it's, 
I don't know. It's bunga bunga parties, the forcing fact, the, yeah, the forcing the prostitutes to wear. This is the this is the weirdest part. Forcing the prostitutes to wear Milan shirts with names and numbers of the no, players he owns. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's he, he doesn't like he doesn't like how Pato's playing. You're putting you're putting Pato's shirt on tonight, Sonny. It's, oh uh, my god. I, I need I need, it's pay it's payback time. <laughs> Well, actually, he, he tested yeah. positive for COVID today, so uh, coraggio, coraggio to him. But, uh, no, I, I saw a video from, from, uh, from I think it might have been, I think it might have been. He, he won't Lone die on from Instagram. that. He, he, he won't die. He won't die. Vampire, from vampires only die his, if you put a stake through their heart. You won't his die his immune system, I mean, his immune system has been through way worse. He's been infected <laughs> with shit that you and I haven't even heard of. But I saw a COVID, video. COVID of, caught Berlusconi. That's what happened today. Uh, just like it, like if it's like if Zlatan were to catch COVID. But no, exactly. uh, I saw a video. I think it was from Rompi Pallone on Instagram of uh, of Silvio Berlusconi. And this is just kind of like a nice little nice little bow. Just the fact that like he's not only is he a president of a club, but he's prime minister of a country, and this is happening all at the same time. He goes, excuse io devo andare eh, sto andando a vedere le puttane everyone goes <laughs> everyone just, every, so, he, so translation he goes he goes sorry I gotta go I'm, I, I, I'm the, 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 the whores are awaiting me or something like that <laughs> so, so yeah um, okay number three for you uh, Nima World Cup 2002 um, Italy are knocked out in an absolutely horrible game against South Korea that was absolutely heartbreaking to go and the goal scorer of that goal the golden goal South Korea's hero was An Yung-wan Perugia, right? Perugia, owned by my second favorite crazy Italian football president, Luciano Gauci, Gauci, who... Who entertained Gaddafi's son as well. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, We'll get to that. Uh, Luciano Gauci sacked Yang Unwan and said, that gentleman will never set foot in Perugia again. He was only a phenomenon when he played against Italy. I am a nationalist, and I regard such behavior not only as an affront to Italian pride, but also an offense to a country which two years ago opened its door to him. I have no (laughs) intentions of paying a salary to someone who has ruined Italian football. I mean, Gauci is, is, I mean, if you want to talk about crazy, but this is, this is like other level of stupid and crazy. And so he sacked the guy for scoring the winning goal against, against Italy. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. And, and, um, oh Christ, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll actually, okay. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a 180 here because I want to, I want to pedal off the momentum of that last one. Now hear me out. This is an only in Italy moment that didn't happen in Italy. There's a major recency bias here, Nima. I was telling you before. There's one that's a little off the wall. It's this one. Harry Maguire gets arrested in Mykonos. Uh, gets arrested in Mykonos after two Al- after two Albanian men in a club where uh, myself and friend of the podcast Luca Manlaviti were at last year at Bombonier Club in Mykonos. I was reading the article. I was like, what? I remember that place. These are apparently two Albanian men drugged his sister. Her eyes were rolling back in his head. They tried well, to get her to a hospital. That's what they're saying. They that's tried to get it. Yeah, according, according to court records, they tried to get her to a hospital. They uh, were tailed by a cop car. And as they got out of the car, um, because they, I, it's not even abundantly clear to me as to why they got out of the car, but they, 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 they felt that the police, who were apparently in civilian clothing, according to McGuire's account of events, uh, began, began beating him up because he. <laughs> And he, and he thought he thought he was he thought he was getting kidnapped. That's just and, and again, the, the the whole I mean, chapeau to the Greek to the Greek to the Hellenic judicial system, which 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 tried him within like a week, and and sentenced him to twenty one months in prison. Um, suspended sentence, right? Suspended sentence, yes. But but I love the case that was presented against him by the prosecution. Um, 
he he defamed the, the he defa- much much like much like uh, much like the Perugia president whose name is evading me. Much like much like much like Luciano Gauci. Much, much like Gauci. Much like Gauci was offended by the uh, by uh, by his player scoring against Italy and defacing and defacing the whole country uh, <laughs> and disrespecting the country. This Harry Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire apparently defaced the entire country of Greece because he said "fuck this, fuck you guys, what a yeah. shithole." Which which. You would say, you would say, if you were being apprehended when trying to get your drug system to a hospital. But that's not what they, yeah. Well, it wasn't. A, it was. A, it was much more weird than that. I mean, it was. It was completely bullshit. Uh, I mean, the, the, I, I don't know if I believe this story because I don't think that Harry Maguire knows that many multisyllabic words, and I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows. I, I just don't. I think you know. There's no way that he would say "fuck the Greek civilization," which they're be attributing to him. They've said. I just yeah, don't yeah. believe. So 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 so. Fuck so Greek I, police. Fuck the Greek civilization. Like, I have I have a tweet here. I have a tweet here. Harry Maguire also yelled, fuck Greek police, fuck Greek civilization. I put it to you, Aristotle was unaware of much of the science of his own time and was a far lesser mathematician than many of his learned contra- uh, contemporaries. So, yeah, Harry Maguire. And yeah, and, yeah I mean, so I, I think there's going to be a retrial. Hopefully they'll have more of a fair trial. No, if, will, if, if, his, if, if his account of events are in fact true. But you could just imagine, like, so again, this, this did not happen. In the, the Greeks will say, una facha, una razza, one mm. face, one race. But you could just imagine, like, again, this is a stupid one because it didn't happen in Italy. But again, you could just imagine, you can imagine, I don't know, Jack Grealish going to Porto Cervo and, and this happening. Where, <laughs> where he's, trying to get his, he's trying to get his sister to a hospital and the cop, I mean, he, he has a run-in with the cops who are wearing civilian clothes. He has no idea they're Carabinieri. And they, they, I don't know, a, a, whole, a, whole stir, a whole stir ensues. He doesn't understand what's going on. He can't speak Italian. They can't speak English. He tries, he tries to say, listen, like, if you're trying to kidnap me, I'll pay you off. And they say, what's this? You're trying to bribe a police officer? You can just see that happening. Uh, so, 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 uh, so, so there we go. There we go. Um, okay, number four for you, Nima. Um, it's from the 2000, beginning of the 2007-2008 Serie A season, August 26th. Um, Catania play uh, Parma. Parma is coached by Domenico Di Carlo. And Catania is coached by Silvio Baldini. And during the game, you know, Baldini, this was the opening game of the season, and Baldini, when I was, Baldini got furious, and they got into an, they, he got into an argument with Di Carlo on the, on, on the sidelines, and, it, you know, normally that happens, and people separate them. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. Um, he kicked him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> So he was, was always, so, 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 so I missed it. So, so, he, was turning, so he was turning around, so yeah, and as he was walking yeah, Domenico away. Domenico Di Carlo is walking around, and as he's walking around, Silvio Baldini plants one, plants a kick right in his ass, or in his parma ham, as, as, as we were talking about at the time. <laughs> in, in his prosciutto. How, how, old are the prosciutto. Gen- how old are the gentlemen? Oh, the gentlemen in question are 40 years old, 45 okay, years so, old. Okay, so, so, so they're fairly mobile. It would have been pretty funny if, like, if like Carlo Mazzocca, Decided to kick someone in the ass in like 2001. My favorite mo- is when Pietro Lo Monaco, the general manager of Catania, after 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 this, tells that a code of conduct exists at the club for everyone, including the coach, and because of this, Silvio, uh, Silvio Baldini will be fined. And I hope, however, this episode does not cause any uh, polemica because Catania and the people of Catania have nothing to do with what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's that's, that's a good. But, kick but the, the best part is the best part is Baldini. After the game, I apologize to the president, the players, and to the city, especially what happened on February, especially for what happened on February second. I want to say sorry to Parma's fans, but I'm not apologizing to him because he <laughs> deserved it. He provoked me. He provoked me. <laughs> Italia. 
That's that's like no, that, that's like my grandfather's <laughs> saying, my my Abruzzese grandfather saying, I don't know, you know what I'm gonna give you, but I don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and he did. He literally gave he, he was, Yeah, so 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 so. Okay, I like that one. Uh, now this one is I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I actually wanted to to to. I wanted to state this one a little bit earlier. Um, in my five aside, I might have had this story starting at center back, but it was a little too close to one that you had that was very similar, that of the Derby in two thousand four, where there were rumors of a kid being shot, killed, and. Uh, and, and, and the mess that ensued. So I deferred this one a little bit. So pardon me, again, it's a little similar to that, but this happened recently. Uh, so everyone knows Lazio's ultras are, are notoriously violent. Uh, we, were, we were talking about Paolo Di Canio before and the fascist salute he gave on the pitch. Well, that was playing for Lazio and it was toward the Lazio Curva, who are notoriously right wing. Uh, the Riduscibili just disbanded this year. They were kind of the chief, chief among the... the, the, the the extremely violent, aggressive ultra groups at Lazio were the Iriducibili for like a couple of decades, I think. Their leader, Fabio Piscitelli, was shot in the head in a Rome Park execution mm-hmm. style yeah. in broad daylight on Wednesday. Italian Diabolic. media reports. That was his name, right? Diabolic. Back yeah, in, Diabolic. Yeah. Back, in, back in August of last year. Um, Fabrizio Piscitelli, known as Diabolic, was ambushed by aqueducts not far from Cinecittà in the suburbs of Rome. I mean, not funny, a man died, but I mean, an ultra leader get getting, more Italian getting, getting shot it. execution style in the back of the head, like straight out of a scene in Gomorra or Suburra yeah. is the most like... Italian I heard, thing ever. Yeah, and, and then the ultras come together and they say, too much, too, too much blood has been shed. That's it, we're disbanding, it's over. Like, I, I, I don't know who this guy was. Again, rest, rest in peace. I, I'm not trivializing his death, but... But, 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 I mean, he to was, the point, to the point that, hit, that, 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 that him dying would just, would, would, would be so jarring to an entire group that, okay, well, we have no leadership anymore. That we, I think we just got to disband. I mean, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how difficult it is to be an ultra leader. I don't know if it's political. If, I don't know what politics are involved in it, but, uh, mm, it's yeah. everything with Italy is politics. <laughs> I mean, we can, you know, so, anyway. so, he, so that's my attacking midfielder, Diabolic, uh, Diabolic yeah. getting shot in the back of the head. My striker is an actual striker, uh, Al-Sadi Gaddafi, uh, the son of Muammar Gaddafi. I'm sorry, captain. I spoiled I spoil yeah, that one. No worries. The, the captain of the Libyan national football team, the captain of his home club in Tripoli, and simultaneously the president of the Libyan Football Federation. Um, he joined <laughs> Udinese in the 2005-2006 season, playing 10 minutes at the end of the season, at the end of the game, at the end of the season against Calgary for 10 minutes. But... And he also joined Sampdoria in 2006 and 2007. But the most interesting part was that he also played for our good friend, Luciano Gauci at Perugia. Um, and he employed, and I'm not making this up, whilst, 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 whilst getting ready to play for uh, uh, Perugia in 2003, he decided to employ Diego Maradona as his technical consultant and Canadian sprinter Ben Johnson as his personal trainer. <laughs> no, yeah, I wonder what substances on, were being on, were being consumed. He made Shay- only he made only one substitute appearance before failing a drug test. Before <laughs> Oh man, Ben John- Ben Johnson is so shamed in Canada. He is, well, he is of course. <laughs> but it, obviously. So so oh, I'm I'm happy you brought that one up. That's actually that's actually a good local reference. Okay, that's fuck, fuck. 
I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got to quit interrupting, man. I killed, I killed the punchline. I, ki- I almost, oh, I almost killed the punchline. That's great. Starting up the Not case, worry about it. Yeah, no, start, so, starting. So, go, go, go. No, starting up top for me is um, now. Here's the fucking thing. I can't find the story, but I know this happened. Okay, it was either in 2013 at the Confederations Cup or in 2014 when going to the World Cup. But the Italian national team, the Azzurri, at customs, were stopped for having had an excessive stock of pasta, olive oil, and prosciutto. <laughs> I, think, I, think they, I think they were carrying so many pounds of pasta. Apparently, they had to pay up the ass at customs. At customs. They wouldn't, they wouldn't clear customs. They were like, no, these are, these are like, this is, this is food. This these is are co- importing. These, these are, you're importing produce. So you got, you got to pay, you got to pay, you have to pay some exorbitant fee. And the Fiji Chi duly did. But yeah, no, but like I, I remember, I remember the stories at the time. I mean, that's one that the English media are all over. You know, the Daily Star, the Mirror, Daily Mail—they're all over that, right? Like, and the, the headline will be "Mamma Mia," Italian, you know, Italian national team squad stopped at uh, stopped at stopped at customs at the Brazilian airport at, at, the, at the the Brazilian airport in Rio de Janeiro after having an uh, an excess an, an above an above the limit amount of insert like insert insert any any substance that you would think pasta is not the thing that comes to mind when you think you're getting stopped at the border for something but they did they got stopped at the, <laughs> the amount of pasta prosciutto and olive oil that they actually i think i may did. i may have i think there was i think it was olive oil and pasta i don't know i think it might have been tomatoes too prosciutto i don't know i think i think they were bringing whole prosciutto over i could be wrong on that one because i don't have i don't which <laughs> which funnily enough my grandfather did coming back from cuba in his pockets so he paid off the cuban it's cuba where you can you tip people toothpaste if you've ever been i don't know like because because they're because they uh because in, in a lot of ways, commodities are more valuable than, 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 than money there. I think, he, I think he paid them off with, uh, I think he paid them off with like Parmigiano or something. I swear to God, I think he, I think he was bringing back, because he was bringing, my, my grandfather was going on vacation to Cuba and I think he, he snuck in his suitcase. He brought food some, with some, him. Some, yeah. <laughs> so he's bringing it back and I think he paid him off. I think he paid him off. Jesus, uh, yeah, that yeah. is the most Italian thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you yeah, go on vacation for two weeks to Cuba and you bring your own fucking food. I love it. Absolutely. Sure. Man is a legend. Sure. When visiting, when visiting, when visiting his brother a few years ago, he tried bringing back, that's what it was. He tried bringing back a whole prosciutto from Italy and he almost got, and he, and he missed his flight because of it. Anyway, um, that's a story. That's, that's a story for another day. Nima, um, thanks for joining us, man. Um, I, 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 I really appreciate your, 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 you're much more thought out um, and much more journalistically integrated. Yeah. Oh my God. See, this is, this is why, this is why we can't get on big directors because we can't even speak English. I appreciate your journalistic integrity and, uh, and your, and your, uh, your much more, your much more thought out responses to uh to my to my questions it was a much more cerebral discussion than usual normally we'll talk more about andrea petagna and uh, and salvatore esposito and and mauro icardi you know being being left out of the uh the psg squad <laughs> in the champions league final for a relegated stoke player those are the things well, we normally focus on but this has been a lot more insightful uh so so listen hopefully the listeners liked it i know they loved you last time man i got we got a lot of great pleasure. feedback and i'm, I'm really happy to have you back on Check out, uh, check out Nima on Twitter at Nima Tavrud uh, and uh, Sempre Intercom on, uh, on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram as well at Sempre Intercom. And I believe it is Italian Football Pod at Italian Football Pod on Twitter, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's Ita uh, Foot Pod. It's Ita yeah. Football. Okay, excuse me. So yeah. at Ita Football, 
at Etel Football, the Italian football podcast. Check him out. Coming out, uh, coming out very soon, along with John Solano, Carlo Garganese. Very much looking forward to hearing that. I hope uh, that it's a big success, man. I'm sure it will be. Thanks. And uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. I hope, uh, I hope it was, uh, I hope it was fun for you, like it was last time. Oh, it's it's always fun. I, I love, I love the, I love, I love, I love what you guys do, and I love so, the vibe you got going. So, thank so. you. It was a heavier burden this time than uh, than last time. Christ, I, I said we would go for an hour. We've gone, we've gone over an hour and a half here. But uh, but but uh, but but thank you, man. Thanks. It's been uh, it's been a lot. My of fun. pleasure. Listeners, get at us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We have blown up on TikTok. We are on TikTok. It's all that cultural podcast. Uh, send your Italian nonna, your aunt, send your foreign elder relatives our Facebook page. We appreciate the likes there as well. And uh, yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Nima, all the best, man. And gotcha. uh, till next time, listeners. Ciao. Les faux bouts te voient comme un étranger Police et m'arrête quand j'ai foncé Pour oublier le mal j'ai défoncé Des couteaux, des larmes qu'ils ont plantées Dans mon dos, plus de place pour s'enlacer T'es là pour m'ambiancer J'ai fait pas de faire peur de blesser Vider Des problèmes qui sont chers, j'ai des faits qui peuvent me vider Et concernant l'énergie négative